Hey, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes? One of the holes was her pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. And that's a hole we can fill. Go get your flannels. It's time for... I never saw that. So, before we delve into uh, the consuming of mid-90s pop culture, which I'm very excited to do. Fill in those black holes, those pop culture yeah. blind spots, yep. if you will. I thought we should probably give a little bit of context about what it means when we say that I was sent to Montana, uh, not by choice, or that I lived in Montana for two years, not by choice. Yeah. So just we'll just briefly talk about that, I guess. Yeah. So to start, what do you mean when you say that you lived in Montana from 94 to 96? Like, do you know? We don't need exact dates, but just a general... I know the exact date that I got there. Wow. Which is... Yeah, you say wow because you know I don't remember dates for <laughs> shit. I don't remember dates of anything. Uh, but for some reason, I remember that one. August 16th, 1994. That's the day you arrived in Montana? That's or... the day I arrived in Montana. Okay. Um, And I left in August of 1996, and I and... don't remember the exact date. And you grew up in Olympia. You were living in Olympia at the time Mm -hmm. with your family. Yeah. Just to give people an idea of. So you have literally a two-year gap from August 16th, 1994 to August 1996, where you were like out of your... Removed from the world. Right. Yeah. And why? That seems really extreme. Because that's a big question to answer, and I don't know how many details to give about that. Yeah. I... But you weren't just sent to boarding school. You weren't. No, no, you no, were no, not no, no, talking no. about not like a, no. a posh little school where you wore a uniform and played field hockey. No, and no, no, learned no, no, the no, classics. No. no, when I say therapeutic boarding school, or when they said that, what they meant was, you know, one of those schools out in the middle of Montana where you yeah. are forced to do a lot of hard labor and exercise, and there are no fucking regulations, and nobody's. Uh, Qualified this, to do anything, but they're calling it therapy. Um, this was like a scared straight situation, kind mm-hmm. of like not. No, no, that's not a good question. No. This was like a. This was like a. We're taking you out of your hometown and your situation. We're removing you from that, and we're putting you in this so that intense get therapy better. situation. Yeah, that's so what that, it was so sold that the to. The problem can be solved. Your family has. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, and there were, yeah. What I mean. And we can talk, we'll get into other parts of that in future episodes, probably, while we Yeah, well, well the bottom line is, though, because you asked why, mm-hmm. that seems really extreme, is that I was, um, I had been, I, I was using a lot of drugs, like, daily basis. I was not going to school. When I left school, I had a 0.04 grade point average. Um, and you were, what, a sophomore? I was a sophomore. You are 15? I was 15, and then... So at one point, I ran away from home. It was the summer before my sophomore year. Don't need to get into all the details around that, but I lived with this group of people. I found a sense of belonging there. And like It was like this group of misfits. 
And um, kids, other kids that kids, still yeah. in school. And, yeah. yeah, most of them were a little older than me. But anyway, so I got close to some of the people there. And then just before my 16th birthday, one of my close friends from that living situation uh, committed suicide. And that, I think, was the point when my parents started freaking out for real. I don't know how freaked out they were before that. I mean. But that's what kind of pushed them to make the decision. To yeah. And then. And I. You from your home. I agreed to go to this other program beforehand. So I went to this six week thing in Bend. It was this, you know, I don't know, therapy thing. And at the end of the six weeks, I thought I was going home. But my parents showed up and my brother. And they said, no, you're not going home. You're going to Montana. So they drove me to Montana. I didn't get to go home and say goodbye to anybody. I had no idea at all that I wasn't going home. So you signed up for a six-week I signed up. For, I agreed and... to do it. I was, like, I was like, yes, I will try this. You know, I, I want to get better. I was really depressed. I was really struggling. You know, I didn't want to end up like my friend. And yeah, so I agreed to do that. And then... I was so excited about all this progress I had made or like, I just, oh yeah, that was, a, that was rough. So while I was growing up and just hanging out and watching TV and listening to music with my friends and being kind of an idiot because mm-hmm. I mean, all teenage yeah, boys are kind of idiots, but yeah. um, you were taken I was to Montana. Taken. <laughs> and, taken. And did you have, so you guys, you lived at this school. There uh-huh. were, I know there were like horses and you guys lived in like a dorm or a, a bunk little, house or something. Little cabins, cute little cabins with bunk like, beds. I'm picturing Little House on the Prairie style. Well, kind of, yeah. I mean, as far as the surroundings, it was, we were actually, it's, I mean, the place where it was is unbelievably beautiful. I mean, it's between two mountain ranges uh, and I mean, it really is in the middle of nowhere nowhere there's nothing within an hour of there that's like that you would call any kind of town um so did you have tv up there no 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 so we lived in little cabins we had no there was no tv there was no there was music but it was music that was allowed by you know the staff that worked there so and actually when i got there this was another thing that they on the on the topic of pop culture that i missed you know i when i got there i had all these like tapes mm-hmm. you know back then we listened to cassette tapes i had all these tapes and cds and stuff and they took them away from me because they were not appropriate for me to be listening to and you had them in bend with you no i think no. that my yeah because i was just thinking that too and um i think my parent you know my parents must have packed up they packed up stuff my that stuff they thought you'd want for two I years didn't, yeah. yeah well they didn't know i was going for two years but anyway yeah um yeah so i missed all uh i missed everything so they took away your guns and roses oh yeah they took away my nirvana they took away my they took away everything even stuff that you wouldn't think i i don't know it was weird did you get them all back in a plastic bag like at the end when you like i'm picturing a prison movie my parents threw them away it was like Mm. it was like christian you know a christian music bonfire (laughs) (laughs) yeah one of you those know, things where you we all like, know about those. Yeah. Where you like burn records and right. burn. So they threw them all away. They were told basically you need to destroy all this stuff because yeah. she can't. This yeah. is all about. I mean, influence. think about that's so ridiculous when you think about it. I mean, like they got rid of and Nirvana. It w- and I mean, it what was the kind fuck? of like you need to 
purge Satan's influence on your daughter. But there, it wasn't like a Christian school. It was a no. It wasn't Christian, but it was more like twelve step based. It was still it was twelve step based, which is higher power based, but it's not. No, they weren't Christian at all. It it was all about image. When you showed up, you had to get rid of your image, whatever that was. And so the music you listened to and the clothes you wore and all that shit were part of your image. So upon arriving there, they just assume that nothing you have with you is part of who you really are. So so they're going to break you down. You have you to down, get rid of all that shit. Figure out mm-hmm. who you really are. Build you back up mm-hmm. how they want you. Okay. Well, so you don't have TV. They took mm-hmm. all your music. There's not. I'm imagining there wasn't like a regal cineplex right next door because <laughs> there's nothing there. There was a TV. I don't remember where it was kept it might have been in the lounge all the time the lounge was this big log building that where we would have group therapy every 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 night um and eventually like i think after about a year i'd already been there at least a year when they started showing movies once in a while uh but most of the time so they would do movies on sundays and most of the time I didn't get to watch them because I was on work crew. So the way it worked is that we had chore check every morning. So we got up at 7, exactly. We had 15 minutes to get dressed and get to the kitchen. We had breakfast. Then we had to clean our rooms, and they had to be spotless. And I had this issue where this one woman who kept checking she always found dust behind this one fucking picture frame on my dresser. And I was, and every time, I mean, and there eventually other people in my cabin started coming to my defense. Like I watched her dust it. Like there's no way. Um, so she's packing a little, a little envelope of dust. I don't know what the, no, I mean, she loved me and I loved her. It wasn't like that, but I, but it was so strange and you know, it felt almost like, well, I guess I'm just, you know, this is, because this, this was the mentality of people there, right? Like, nothing happens by accident. Mm. So, it's like, I guess this is what I need right now. I need to be on work crew when everybody... So, on Sundays, if you had not passed a chore check during the week... One chore check? Well, I think it might have been two. Or and then one. you don't get to watch... Then you don't get to watch a fucking movie. I don't movie. know. And what it, movies were they showing And it was like you? the most special... Th- I was so jealous of the people sitting in there, like, just sitting... On a floor watching a movie. I mean, you can't even oh, right. imagine. If that's your how one time to like check luxurious out and that see, was. have entertainment and just yeah, that didn't exist at in... all. And honestly, I don't remember a single movie that they showed. And it's a privilege that they're taking away from you. That you, it's one of the only privileges you could earn, probably. Yeah, the only one I can think of. <sighs> yeah. So, do you remember these movies that you didn't get to watch? Like, what were they watching? Well, I did get to watch them eventually. Right, but after a while, I mean, I did watch some of them. I, I mean, I'm telling you, I don't remember at all. I'm, I, I have no memory of a single movie we watched there. But I think um, they were, I think they were like, you know, mainstream movies. Girl we're interrupted. Not... I don't know when that came out. That no. wasn't. I don't. I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to get in touch with some people and see if they remember what movies they showed. But the point is, basically, you didn't have any access to. Any I, of this media, so you yeah, have a two-year. I didn't have access to current movies. And people sure. talk about pop culture blind spots or their their pop culture black holes and things that they've never seen. Like people, you know, every once in a while yeah, you every... come across someone that's like, "I never saw Star Wars," right? And, and it's like, "What?" And Why? we all that's have weird. those. Everybody right. has those. 
But yours is a little different because it was a very specific two-year time period that mm-hmm. was kind of Where I forced. everything, literally right. everything. And, of course, a lot of that I ended up discovering later. Um, there are certain things that I feel like defined this certain moment, you know, and that that was like my junior and senior year of high school. Those are significant years in your right. life, you know. I was 16 to 18. I went straight from Montana to college. Uh, so, you know, I missed the end of high school and a lot of that had to do with pop culture. I mean, you know, everything. Yeah. A lot of your relationships and your personality sometimes are defined by the music you're listening to and the things you're watching with your friends, the inside jokes that you develop watching. The thing about being in Montana was that I was removed from the entire world. It's not like they just said, no, you don't get movies or TV or music. You know, it was like. You're going to live in the middle of nowhere and um, wear really ugly matching L.L. Bean (laughs) t-shirts with all these other girls. Yeah, so you missed out on a lot of things there. Um, And we can't go back and fill you in on all the fashion trends that you missed, although we'll try. We could talk about that a little bit. Um, Yeah, but I don't think fashion trends come and go that fast. I don't, you know, it was a two-year... I mean, was there anything that was only big in 1995? Oh, God, and... there might have been. I don't remember what they're called, but those dumb hats that we used to wear when we snowboarded, there were these hats that were, they were like felt and like jester hats, and, but there was a certain brand. Oh, they were so uh, ugly and stupid. Okay, well, anyway, we can research that. I'm sure that, there were but... things like that. But yeah, so I, um, you know, this experience of being sent there and all the stuff that happened while I was there uh, and and before I went and... You know, uh, it's it's a part of my life that I'm always going to be processing. And I feel like, you know, I've never this idea came to us really recently and I've never thought about going back and trying to experience all those things that I missed. Uh, But but I'm excited to do it because I I don't know. It just seems like a fun way of. Right. Of acknowledging that time period without it being too dark. <laughs> yeah. You know. And we've talked about things in the past. Like, it's come up. Like, you will say, oh, no, I never saw that TV show or I never saw that movie. Yeah, I'll be like, what year did and, that come out? Yeah. And so we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but I think it mm-hmm. is an interesting way of kind of working through this and processing because you've been to other forms of therapy since then. You've Oh, yeah. a lot of stuff you talk to your parents about it every once in a while it comes up and you like there are things you you will always be thinking about this and working through this and it's part of who you are um, but this is a way we can kind of fill some of the holes yeah also and talk the thing... about montana at the same time and talk about what else was going on in the world that you maybe missed right yeah i mean and i i've had i have i need therapy to recover from the therapeutic experience i had um that's really in quotation marks the word therapeutic but uh the thing is the thing about it is that it's such a weird experience and so i'm always wanting to talk about it and write about it and i try doing that but i get so overwhelmed by think memories that start i mean there's so many weird details about stuff that was going on there and yeah, some of that will come out in this podcast, but I but that's part of the reason too that I feel like it's worth telling, and I, and I, I want to be really clear that I'm not. This is not a woe is me 
kind of situation, and that's not where I'm coming from at all. And I want to be clear, too, that, I mean, I I was in a bad, bad place when my parents sent me away, but, you know, and then I really, I did, I was suffering, and I suffered in Montana for sure, but, you know, my suffering was not any more than other people's suffering in other places, and I've thought a lot about the fact that I was this white, privileged brat whose grandparents could afford you know, they could afford to send me away and have the problem fixed. And so that's what they did. And, you know, there are tons of kids, <laughs> people out there who didn't, who would never have that option or right. that opportunity. And that, and and it's weird to say that, too, because it's not like I think I'm lucky for that. No, it's but just you that were it does, fortunate in ways. Yeah, it just sure. brings up the fact that, like, I was so privileged. And, but yeah, so I, um, I know that people go through way more difficult stuff than I went through and then I've been through. And so it's, you know, it's not, yeah, I just want to make sure I'm clear about that, that I'm not coming from there, but it is so weird. And so few people have had this experience. Right. It's still a significant experience that affected who you are. And yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, but it's not just about me, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's not just about who I am. It's about uh, just how unique it was. So that gives you a little bit of context about the Montana side of this situation. And now that we've talked about that, we can get into the fun part of talking about mid-90s pop culture, which is what we're going to do from this point forward. So thank you so much. Um, Please check out our episodes. If you're interested, you can find them on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a website. It's called INeverSawThat.com and a Facebook group that we would love for you to join. So we're very excited about this and so appreciate your support. Thank you so much and we will see you in the 90s. And now here's a sneak peek from our upcoming episodes. The first from Cool Runnings and the second from the first two episodes of My So-Called Life. You know what that is? That's that. What's the phrase that they use in Jamaica? Cool runnings. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my fucking god! Are you serious? Oh my god! Is it cool god. runnings? I'm such a fucking Jesus Christ! Yes, it's no. The it phrase is? is cool runnings. Yes. What do you mean? That's what they they talk about that in the movie. That's why they name the sled that. Yeah, but I think they just means... made that up. I think they just. I don't think that was like a. Well, in the well, movie, they Actually, say it was. Cool it's a Runnings f- Bunny Whaler song. Yeah, it's a fr- yeah, it's a phrase that means Hakuna Matata, <laughs> or like you Did know, Disney? Pura Vida when in Costa Rica. When did it's the Lion like, King come out? It's like the The Lion King came out in '94. It is the it's that mindset of mm-hmm. that is that's. So cool, actually, that I wish we had more of here. That's just like, yeah, let's let's go for it. And really, who cares what happens? We're going to do this thing and it's going to be great. It's going to be a new thing that we get to try and no worries. <laughs> I like where you're going. I also want to derail a little bit and 
propose that, that we Lion King that we watch the... Cool Running synced up with Lion King, like a Wizard of Oz, Pink Floyd thing. No, you know, I'm not I going think to there might that. be conspiracy theory, like the Illuminati could be involved. I'm not going to do that. Okay, all right. It was just an idea. We'll edit this out later. Yeah, it was definitely. a stupid, was stupid idea. It was dumb. Can we also edit out the fact, the part where I was like, what's the phrase? Nope. Cool runnings. Keeping that. <laughs> Fuck. Comedy gold. Oh, my God. <laughs> one thing what about this show phrase? is. <laughs> the one that means like, let's just, let's just do it, guys. <laughs> I don't know that that's exactly a good, that's not even no, a that's good not representation what of what it means. How about that 90s fashion, huh? Oh, I love it. I actually do love it. The Their layering and the yeah. just how completely mismatched everything was. I love it. I'm really into it. The flannel, the, the plaid. And I, maybe it's just because I'm dumb about fashion and mm-hmm, so it wouldn't matter. But I, I also think it's because we were this age when the show was on and we, that was like, I don't know. It kind of looks normal to me. Like, I don't, I mean, not all of it. The women's blazers with the big shoulder pads and some of it's obvious. And the guy's shirt, uh-huh. the dad's shirt is so oh, the, huge. Oh, yeah. The parents' clothing. Why is his, why I is he wearing not, a double XL? I do not love the parents' fashion. No. It actually makes me crazy. Every scene, it's all I can see. Yeah. And the, there's some really serious shit going on with them. And I, all I can think is like, <laughs> untuck your shirt, get some jeans that aren't. <laughs> that are long enough for you yeah. and cut your fucking mullet. Like, yeah. I hate the adults' mm. fashion. But the kids, I'm into it. 